0: Welcome to the Purp Essence Podcast. I am your host, Brian Dusso. What's up everybody? Wanna do a little housekeeping. I've been really busy lately, been picking up extra hours and to make some extra money because I have a big transition coming up in life and I've also been reading a book about transitions and the book is called Life is in the Transitions, Mastering Change at Any Age by Bruce Failer. And I've heard of this guy through a podcast on, see, what was it called? It was... called How to... Let's see, I'm going to look it up. Uh, anyways, it was on a podcast and he was talking about transitions and that life is not linear. Okay, it's called Something You Should Know. That's a, the podcast. Something You Should Know. Check it out. But he was on there and yeah, he was talking about how life is not linear. So like you can look back in life and see how you got to now, you know, you could see how linear it was in the past because you have timestamps of what you did and when you did it, you know, embedded in your brain, in your resume, your history. But like even then you can see where you had to stop and you had, you know, a transition and you had to like kind of. Stumble stumble around blindly if you go back to that moment to get past it, you know So it wasn't linear It's linear from like a bird's eye view seeing, you know your life events, but it, It's more to it than that, you know, there's circles and corkscrews and going back way backwards and coming back to keep going forward, you know, but life is in the transitions and they're kind of like pit stops like in nascar or kind of like if you break down on the highway you're you're you have to deal with the situation you know your tire pops or get a hole or your car breaks down run out of gas anything like that you're all of a sudden in a transition so what do you have to you have to stumble around, you have to call people, you have to maybe walk somewhere and get some gas or call AAA, anything like that and figure it out. You have to or you're stuck where you are and you don't want to be there. So, you know, people are kind of like cars. You have to repair them, keep keep up the maintenance. Don't run them into the ground. Kind of like don't always run your car really hard, you know. Or else you're going to have to repair it more often. Just like your body. You're going to have to repair it more often if you are hard on your body. It's your flesh vehicle. It's important. Even though it's just a an autonomous flesh robot. It's your autonomous flesh robot. So we might as well take care of what we're given. And, you know, we got to have fun. You're going to have to go for a joy ride, you know, like step on the pedal and you're in the country or on the highway and just feeling the breeze. You know, someone's in the car with you, blast some music. You know, that matters too. Same with your body. If... You're gonna have a drink, or you know, exercise, or going for a long hike, or vegging out. Like you gotta do that kind of stuff, you know. But there's extremes, you know. If you treat your body really bad, you know, you sleep with a lot of people, you do a lot of drugs, you drown yourself in alcohol. There's, you don't let your body go and don't ever care about it and you're not conscious about it. There's, there's a lot of things you can abuse. So we, we don't want to go to the extreme, but a, a fine balance is, is great. And these transitions, we have to deal with them just like the car. You can't just stay where you are If you do, you're going to ask yourself, why is this happening to me? Why is everyone else moving and not me? But if you are in it and know you're in a transition and they're mindful, you can handle it better in a healthy manner. So, yeah, the, the book is really good. I'm still in the middle of it. And, you know, there's like your midlife crisis or existential crisis. I had one when I was 25, 26 years old. And the thing is, I knew I was in it. So I made sure I felt it. I soaked it in. And I came up with a plan that I want to do something about it. I don't want to just feel this and act like it never happened and continue on with my life. I feel like that's one of my issues. I try to act like nothing ever happened or nothing bothers me that I can will my way through. Now, willpower is super important, but... If you pretend something doesn't bother you, it's just going to stay there. It's like you pretend a toddler is not yelling or loud or annoying or obnoxious. But you can pretend all you want, but in the end, that toddler is still doing that. So it still bothers you. So, it's best to do something about it. You either play along, you know, the toddler wants attention, so, you know, play with the toddler, or there's discipline, or ask, you know, inside voice, whatever. But you're going to have to do something about it. And pretending like something doesn't bother you just builds up. So willing your way through doesn't work at all the time, you know. So, time to get to the topic at hand. I have been thinking a lot. I talk about this a lot, you know, men and women and but I, I I've been seeing things with my own eyes in the media in person. It's everywhere and people are lost and we're pointing fingers and we think that it's not going to happen to us or if it does, it's never going to happen again because I won't let it. So I keep walls up or pe- keep people at arm's length or don't go all in. You know, so Stuff like that, so we're living out of spite, or holding on to baggage, or letting past relationships affect current relationships, and all, all that stuff. And I mean, it's the it's probably been happening forever, but now it's just yikes. When you see it and see it all over, and it's just like, man, that just kind of sucks. But I want to explain. And how it can maybe not suck so much. So there's an epidemic in society. In Hollywood, divorces have been popular. This is setting a trend in society, making it normal and cool. Women don't need men as much because, well, money isn't an issue anymore. They can help and leave whenever they want to because someone else makes them feel the way they actually want, or the way they think they want. Until that man becomes old news, then the woman ages and wonders why there's no good men out there anymore. Men think every girl is like this, so they don't let themselves become emotionally attached. So they only use them for sex, They're afraid of getting trapped with a baby, a house, and a promiscuous woman that leaves them for half his stuff, along with child support and spousal support, and a bad taste in the mouth. Women are afraid of raising a child alone and feeling like no one will ever want them again. These are the extremes that run through everyone's mind. So now, the popular opinion is never get married. Don't have kids. Be polyamorous. That way, you get everything you want. If something doesn't work out with one person, easily replace Mm -hmm. them with someone else onto the next. Or be single. Run a rotation. These are great and all if you have the right intentions. But the biggest thing I've realized is they may have the right intentions with everyone except for themselves. They're selling themselves a lie. So what do you truly want? Are you just settling? Women want a man that has this shit together. It's mentally strong, physically healthy, great in bed, provides, puts his foot down when needed, and liked by others. When a woman meets a man that only does one of these things, she'll end up looking around for what her current man doesn't have. That's why women have multiple low-value men. They need five guys to equal one high-value high man. But Men are the same way. Men want a woman that is feminine, submissive, because she sees him as a dominant male, shows affection by small acts of kindness, loyal, and pleases him in the bedroom. So, if we know what men and women actually want, then why do we have all this confusion? Are we brainwashed through social media, TV, movies? and societal norms? Are people lazy and get comfortable Then a man or woman runs into their timeline that shows interest and makes said person feel fuzzy? Are we letting our animalistic human nature drive us by emotions versus listening to emotions and deciding how life should be through logic and consciousness? My theory, it's all of that. We are very nuanced. We are all emotional ticking time bombs ready to explode at any second. The thing is, we know that, and we are scared. Alfred Hitchcock, a filmmaker famous for making Psycho and The Birds, has something called the bomb theory. There's two men sitting at a table talking about baseball for five minutes. Right at the five-minute mark... A bomb blows up. This shocks the audience for about 10 seconds. Now, replay that scene. There's two men sitting at the table talking about baseball. There's a bomb stuck to the bottom of the table, counting down from five minutes. The two men have no idea that there's a bomb under the table, but the audience knows. This creates suspense and anxiety for the whole five minutes. The audience is going to say, stop talking about baseball. There's a bomb under the table. My point is, we are all emotional time bombs ticking away. We know we have a bomb, but we don't know when it's going to go off. So we are terrified and driven by fear. Alfred Hitchcock plays our emotions against us. He understood the human condition, and that's why he is the godfather of suspense. So if we can understand ours, we can use our emotions to our advantage and start living our lives through purpose, presence, dignity, love, versus ignorance, fear, fleeting moments, envy, and anxiety. Then once you understand yourself, you can start to see it in other people. Then you can pair bond with someone and understand that it was a choice through actions and not through make-believe and fear. But it doesn't end there though. Now you have to teach your partner how to love you. You can't just find that perfect person. You have to create them. Still, they'll never be perfect. We're all flawed. Once you get too comfortable and start slacking on yourself and the, rela- and the relationship, that's when your partner will start getting tired and look elsewhere to fill the void. They'll start spending time with others, then more and more time with people that you used to be like, and then leave you or keep you and see them on the side. We always have to sharpen our tools. This makes us the best version of ourselves and see the world and the people in it for who they are. If you notice someone looking elsewhere, you can act accordingly. But for now, enjoy the present moment and who you're sharing it with. Tomorrow is never promised, so why waste it on someone that doesn't truly matter and bring value in your life?